You're like light years ahead of me. <sighs> Hello. Oh, are you recording? I yes. Don't know. <laughs> I'm recording in blue. I'm recording in blue too. Hey guys, welcome to Winging It, the West Wing podcast. My name is Andrea. And I'm Sally. And we are here to talk about season six, episode five. That's right, yeah. people. The Hubbard Peak. Yep. I think that <laughs> Sally would probably like to sing to get us in yes, the West I Wing. I, before I start, I also just realized that I didn't turn the light on in the room I'm recording. It's just my computer light. And so I'm just so you're sitting singing here in, in the, the dark. dark like and like, Bjork. it suddenly just hit me that I was like podcasting in the dark. And for some reason, that feels a lot sadder than like normal <laughs> podcasting. I don't know. I feel like. <sighs> Oh, I don't know. I'm doing well, all right, guys. I'm if, okay. If you need to turn the lights on while you're singing, that's okay. <laughs> I kind of like the vibe. I'm going with it. All right. <clears throat> Fair enough. All right. That it somehow turns into the Twilight Zone. <laughs> Man, I really should have—I should have gotten pentatonics to do that. Uh, that oh my that's gosh! One of my huge regrets in life. Why? <laughs> what? That's now it's one of my huge regrets in life. It's okay. It's not like it—it could still happen. Maybe for our <laughs> season seven, I'll—I'll I'll have something queued up for us. Right. Um. Let's do a quick TikTok in case people haven't rewatched this episode recently. It's all you. Oh, it's all me. Okay, cool. Yep. <laughs> it's like you just tossed me a football and I was like, hey, what's a football? Um, <laughs> just my normal reaction. So what happens in the Hubbard Peak? Well, Josh goes shopping for a Prius and in doing so ends up driving an SUV into a Prius, which has major implications because they are... Uh, dealing with the policies related to fuel efficiencies in cars. And so it was like the, the perfect storm, the, the timing of that. So they've got an optics problem. Uh, CJ's still holding it down as, as chief of staff. We get a little bit of Leo in this episode, which is nice. Yeah. Um, oh, a lovely thing. Toby and Annabeth uh, <laughs> are working together as Toby continues to brief the press in... Uh, the interim when they don't have an official press secretary and mm -hmm. uh, Bartlett doesn't want Charlie to keep working for him as per their arrangement of him graduating. I feel yeah. like those are the main things Donna and Kate yeah. have seen, but we'll, we'll talk about it all in detail, but those yeah. that's what, Is that what we do here. We talk about occasionally. Everything. Sometimes we talk about <gasps> pop culture references, but they all have yeah. to do with the West wing in an ancillary right. sort of way. So yeah, right. which hopefully everybody have you seen Lin Manuel's Drunk History? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Lin Manuel was on Drunk History, the show. I did not see that. Okay, no. well, so Lin Manuel, for those who have or haven't seen it, I don't care. I'm gonna spoil it. Um, at one point, he calls Christopher Jackson, who plays or played Washington with him in the show in Hamilton, and um, he's he's drunk at this point because that's how the show works. He gets drunk and talks about history. I and 
And he's talking, he's FaceTiming Christopher Jackson, and he's like, you're my best friend, you're my best friend. And then he says, as long as you got a job, or as long as I got a job, you got a job. Oh. And it was, yeah, it was pretty great. So, that so speaking, is- speaking of West Wing pop culture references, that was a recent one. So That is so Yay. sweet. <laughs> so um, also, sweet. we just want to announce that Sally and I are going to see Hamilton together. Woo! And- I'm not gonna. We're not gonna live tweet because that's in, in terrible taste. But maybe we'll tweet yeah. after or yeah. from there. Yeah. So, uh, that being said, let us talk about the Hubbard Peak. What was? Yeah, how, let's do it. What was your rating of this episode? How did it make you feel? How do you feel about it? Um, I if I had to, oh man, rating it. I don't know. It's probably like in the middle for me. Like it wasn't bad. There were some things I really, really liked that we'll talk about, uh, but it wasn't like one that's, that really stands out for me. So it, it was really probably right in the middle. There were some things I hated about it, too. Oh, really? So, yeah. Tell, yes. tell me one of them. The Josh SUV crash. I was just going to ask you what you thought about. There's a lot of Joshness to discuss it. in this episode. What Ugh. don't you like about it? Because I have a feeling people I... are going to be pretty divided on this. I, I don't think it's know. like a Mandy situation. No. You know, I don't know if it's just like, here's what I think it is, actually. I think it's that we see the action happen. I think I don't like that. I think if if Josh had come into the office, into the West Wing, and Toby had been like, so you you crashed a car? Like, that feels more West Wing Mm -hmm. to me. It felt so, it just, it felt so out of place for some reason. I don't know. And it was just, it, it felt like a caricature of Josh because, like, it's just like, this played up version of his, which he is, he's, he's, you know, he's arrogant. He's kind of like, I don't know, like a, a young boy sometimes, but it just felt so played up in that particular scene. I don't know. It just felt over the top to me, I think. Yeah, I, I, uh, it didn't bother me so much because I still maybe, thought it was enjoyable, but I totally Maybe I don't saying. hate it. Like, hate is a strong word. I wasn't, I, it was more of just like a casual eye roll as I was watching it. Yeah. sense. Just like, <laughs> you're, like the emo- you're like the emoji with the eyes looking up into their head. Exactly. Um, yes. Just speaking in emojis now, just to alienate our listeners. Um, I think <laughs> that I agree. I would like it more. I would have liked it more if, it, if the action had happened off screen. But yeah. that being said... I, I do like how much it plays up Josh's charm, and I love what it leads to. I, you know, the first scene aside, I love the way it plays out, and the fact that he starts uh, arguing with a blogger. <laughs> yeah, I did like that a lot, yeah. Except this time, he didn't, like, make the blogger seem stupid. It actually made him look yes. stupid, because he said that he was off the record, and this blogger, Aaron like... Because Sorgan's not writing it. Yeah, well, yeah. Who said that? What? Um, (laughs) But man, and his whole speech to the blogger was like the most (laughs) esoteric thing I've ever heard, ever, really. There were a lot of SAT words in this episode. It was written by Peter Noah, and I would be afraid to speak to the man because clearly his vocabulary is, is vast and I wouldn't know how to keep up. But I did like Josh fighting with the blogger. That's always fun. I agree with that. I, I agree with that. And I think that happens a few times in the West Wing in that I might not have liked the original thing, but I liked what it set up. And, and that's the case in this episode. I didn't, you know, I, I rolled at the car crash, but then I, I do like what it brings us in the episode. So I can't hate it too much, I guess. 
Um, question though, because I have a Prius. I just love that this is so encapsulated, like back in yes. whatever year it was shot, two thousand and six, yeah. two thousand five, maybe. Oh. That they get sixty miles an hour or miles per gallon on the highway. I definitely don't get anywhere near that. So maybe yeah. if you had a first generation Prius, you could tell me if you did. Um, also, it was so funny though to hear him talk about. Think you know what I mean? Like to hear him say about the waiting list and like it was yeah. just it felt so dated and I don't know. It was I know Hummers have are like still having a good time. I don't know how Hummers yeah. are doing these days, <laughs> but I hope they're not doing well. Um, also, it's just strange because we don't normally see them a outside almost ever yeah. unless they're like hunting down somebody on the hill. Right, be, like just doing a normal life thing like I, right. when else do we see that ever uh, I, I mean it's i like, guess when toby buys the house but we don't actually maybe, see but, him buy the house yeah and even that doesn't feel like so mundane like that's because of we're developing the plot point with with andy with so, andy yeah. yeah when else do we see this like is there something in the long goodbye that i've blocked from my memory i don't know <laughs> So, in a sense, it's refreshing, but also it's a little bit like, what are we doing here? Why is... Like, yeah. Because we see them in the office on Saturdays all the time and Sundays. So, it's just funny that yeah. he comes in talking to CJ saying that his weekend was boring. So... Yeah. Yeah. I do... I mean, I like that he tries to hide it. I like that he, like, downplays it. I think that's pretty typical Josh, like, tucking his tail a little bit. <laughs> I liked when Donna said... He it's told fine. Donna, my testosterone is flying. She said, try not to get it on anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man that's a good segue the, we're speaking of things I did like about the episode uh, Donna and Kate were one of my favorite things Kate is just enjoyable there's every yes. measure of Kate that we get I like she's I do so, too she's just so human and I it's yeah. uh, I it's hard to describe her there's an earnestness to her but also professional she just seems very yeah. relatable the way that she offers yeah. help to donna without making it seem like she's a know-it-all or presuming that they're closer like she's just very kind of forthright she, yeah, she's, in a refreshing yeah way. she's very like down to earth like a tiny bit awkward like you can tell yeah she's nervous, just a little she's, bit at the same time she's confident and like she knows her stuff i i don't know it's a very interesting mix of characteristics that i really yeah i really like her character it's like um, she's overdeveloped in her skills and in her job and underdeveloped in her life, which I think is true for most of them, honestly. Like, yeah. they're really good at what they do. Yeah. But then when it's like, oh, I have to go to this ball and I don't have a date or, like, I haven't gone out on a date since my divorce, you know, things that we right. might see. Yeah, they're just not totally sure what to do. Right. But. And I just really liked, I mean, we've talked before about uh, the lack of, not the lack of, but, like, the missed opportunity, I guess, for CJ and Donna, at least in my opinion. And mm. I think that it's fun to see the strong women characters bonding. Uh, I think it's fun to see her sort of lend a helping hand because she probably recognizes that Donna might not want to talk to Josh about it or to, or that just in general, that the boys might not be as accessible as yeah. Donna needs or might, or just not paying attention, you know? I don't know. So, yeah. So, I thought, I don't know, I, there were just a lot of things I liked about it, and I liked her earnestness, and I liked Donna's 
answer to her at the end of the episode she comes in and is like yeah I have all the signs I'm just not ready like Mm. I I know I need to talk but I can't talk so and it's great that they call back to what Donna went through because it's not just her leg that's healing she went through this really traumatic event and if they hadn't had this one scene I think that would have been a, a large misstep so I agree I agree with that totally what else yeah. uh, did you did you like about the episode? Um, small things. I thought. Oh no. Well, big thing, big picture thing. I loved Toby and Annabeth. Oh, I think they are my word. So fun together. I think they just play off each other perfectly. I mean, Toby is the curmudgeon. Annabeth's this like little ray of sunshine, and I don't know. I I liked everything about that. Yeah, I could have gone for like. I would love more of that. I want yeah. more of Toby and Charlie drunk talking about anything. And I want Toby and Annabeth doing any number of normal life things because they are so disparate. She is yeah. just the antithesis of, of who he is. Um, I have to play an audio clip where... So she had just spoken to Toby and was saying, okay, you need to think about the press room as like a seduction. And just the moment she starts asking him how he gets women and he's like, oh no, we are, this is beyond what I hate. And then, but it gets into his head because like he knows he's bad and he's not usually bad at things. Right. So then he, he goes to talk to Josh. How do you get women? Huh? Smart and funny. Right. Plus, I got that, you know, boyish thing. I don't have that. Yeah. I just love it. Toby is just so... I, it's yeah. so fun to see Toby on the back foot and bad yes. at something. Yes. That's exactly what I was going to say, is that it's fun. You can tell that he, like, so doesn't want to take her advice or listen to her at all. But at the same time, he's like, well... Like, you can tell he knows he, he doesn't know what he's doing. And he's so out of his comfort zone. And so you can, throughout the episode, you can sort of see, like, all right, I'll try this one thing that she said. Like, I'll stand up straight. Maybe I'll slip in a joke. Maybe I'll, whatever. And it's just, yeah, it's just such an interesting dynamic. And she's, what I really love about Annabeth is that she is this, she is the opposite of Toby. She is this ray of sunshine type character. But Kristen Chenoweth just plays it believably enough for me that, like, she feels like a real person still, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, mm-hmm. It could have been way overdone and and... I don't know, but I just, I think she brings a certain charm to it that makes it feel real still, and that she just is a happy person, (laughs) and I don't know, I just, I really enjoy her character as well, so I thought all of it, I just thought all of it was perfect, so. Charm and disarm, I really. A A plus for all that. A plus. Don't look at them, when she says don't look at them with veiled contempt. (laughs) That's right, it's it's not not veiled. veiled. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there's so many lines from Toby. Um, yeah, where she says like that tie's gonna bleed. He's like, keep it up, and yeah. it'll it'll have company. Yes, so great. Yes. Yeah, so there were that great. that interaction brought a lot of great dialogue throughout the episode. So, I'm all for it. Oh, it's adorable. So yeah. so cute to see Toby like that. Um. We also have so CJ is still she's kind of finding her footing. This this it's yeah. nice that they kind of pivoted to other topics. I know it's a major yeah. thing that happened, but it's nice to see her just kind of jump into things. Right. 
Apparently, they're very concerned about having her office decorated. Gail, not the fish. I kind of expected. They said, hey, Gail's here to see you. And I thought there was going to be like a goldfish swimming in. But (laughs) it was a decorator. Why is this lady going on and on about needing to make the office feminine when she clearly said she was busy? What is that? I don't know. Margaret was like holding it down in the last episode. She was our MVP. And in this one, she lets Gail storm in twice, and she lets the entire press corps sit in to see Jason. Yeah, what was the deal with that? Margaret, yeah, girlfriend. that was funny. I, I've got, I don't know, as much as the, like, decorating thing, as much as it was, like, weird and whatever, I think it was, I liked that it sort of spoke to it on this bigger level in the sense that like she's just not ready she or to me I took it as like I'm not ready to like make this my office like this is Leo's office and like I don't know I just I kind of that's how I kind of read it and really that was sweet at least for a little bit yeah I kind of felt like it was people because and this will relate to um another point with bingo bob I feel like it had to do with her being a woman because they were very, cons- she was very concerned about making it feminine. It wasn't just so much like right. personalize it. It was saying no, like this is Dolly. This is what Dolly Madison's desk looked like. Like, don't you want that? Right. And so it felt to me like it was another example of people highlighting that she's a woman she's in a the woman. job. Yeah. In that, I feel like she was resisting giving into that for that purpose, and the fact that she yeah. legitimately had other things to do that wasn't like that was in no way a priority but even that in that small scene with bingo bob which we'll also talk about you know people who's gonna run because josh is wondering you know is baker gonna run and you know we're already starting to think about the next election but then we get that scene with bingo bob where he's like oh i'm here to help and i can't wait to work more with you and at first i was really surprised but now it's kind of growing on me and it's Oh, if this is where he changes, I think this is kind of a turning point because earlier in earlier seasons, he's been kind of a nice guy. And it's not that he's not mm-hmm. nice, but I think now yeah. is kind of when the, the two roads in the wood diverged and he took yeah. the one that we don't like. <laughs> <laughs> you know what yes. I'm saying? Yeah. No, no, no. I agree. I agree totally. And I, I to to pinpoint more on that scene the scene with cj and and he him are just was just great to me like when she was like no i think i'm figuring it out like i got it thanks i just thought everything about that was great uh and i but i agree he's very subtly like switching gears i guess maybe not so subtly but it's definitely interesting it just yeah it felt like he wouldn't have done that maybe he would have done that if it were a man <laughs> but it just really and i just loved cj's response in it just like um okay cool <laughs> yeah and i think to go back to the office thing i definitely i agree with that i think they're highlighting that she's the the not the struggle of her being a woman in that position but how that would be what people focus on i definitely think they were doing that with the decorator thing but i think at the next level and i'm to- this is totally just me inputting story into the story is that I sort of felt like it would be it would be kind of traumatizing to like redecorate this office that you knew so well it would already be crazy enough to like be in the office but then to change it all and feel like Leo died or something I don't know I just that crossed my mind as well so 
So we also have a little bit of Charlie and Zoe yes. in this one. Yes. Tell me what you think. Where did we last leave it. it with Zoe and Charlie? I mean, it was like it had to have been like around the kidnapping time, right? I don't think we ever got a great follow up after when she's like recovering and Charlie is like the one that notices that she's not really recovering. I could be totally wrong. Yeah, but that's the last we... big thing I remember. I don't think we've had anything since then. Yeah. I loved it. I loved all of it. I... <laughs> I'm Team Zoe and Charlie. Team. Yes. I mean, whatever I'm not that, like. Whatever that shipping name is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised that there's not a shipping team name for that. Zarly? Team Zarly? Team Choey? I don't know. <laughs> team Showy? <laughs> I'm pro both of them. But I think it's interesting <laughs> that Charlie is. The I think the most mature man on this show in terms of his relationships. <laughs> yeah. Isn't he? Because yeah. he Well, he not just even just in terms of his Zoe. relationships. I think well in in general. In many ways. Yeah. He was like supporting yeah. his sister and going to yeah. school. I really don't know how anyone could go to school and work at the White House. No. Um but yeah, it just seemed like he really has everything together. He's just so direct. Yeah. He's not like stunted in, in ways that other male characters might be yeah. that we still love, yeah. but you know. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. I didn't, the only thing I didn't like was like him going around to all the offices and being like, here's my resume, but just ignore it, rip it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, because to me, it's like that is the obvious choice is like to, if the president's going to kick you out, at least try and get somewhere in the White House so that you can stay around. Yeah. Um, so that was that was a little bit weird to me because, like, he's if the president's going to make you leave anyway, you might as well. I guess he's thinking just in general if he doesn't find another job, he would let him stay. But Bartlett would know that Charlie could find a job, you know? I don't know. I just thought that was odd. Because when CJ offers him the job, he's like, Hmm, I never thought about it working in the White House. It's just like it's just like, well, yeah, duh, dude. Like this is the obvious solution is to work in the White House. <laughs> to work like two rooms over. Right, right. <laughs> like just down the hallway. Yeah. I, it was funny though, and he's like, Can I think about it? She's like, um, no. no. <laughs> yeah. That was I'm funny. A chief I liked of staff. That. Um yeah, it was funny. I loved the way that Josh was just like, oh, okay, whatever. I'm going to put it in this drawer. And then yeah, when and- he gives it to Toby. And Toby <laughs> yeah. just legitimately rips it up in front of him. But then Charlie has this weird look, kind of like he was upset that he ripped it up. I was yeah. like, you can't have it both ways, Charlie. I can't believe Charlie. you did that. Yeah, you're, that's what you're asking him for. He couldn't care yeah. less. Also, like, what's a real job after, you, after you've worked at the White House? I mean, I know that these people go other places, some of them to Hollywood and some to nonprofits and other NGOs, but really Yeah. <laughs> Dream big guys. Me. Dream big. We have some good Bartlett lines in this one too. I feel like there were a lot of yeah. one liners in general. Yeah, I agree with that. The playing chess. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We haven't even talked about CJ and Leo. Yeah. And the playing chess. Oh, and- I loved everything about that. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Let's let me just say again I loved it. I just loved it. Wait, did, the but scene. did you love it? <laughs> I loved it because I just love the scene with when CJ and Leo are talking and Leo's like, no, 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 he's not just playing chess for fun. Like he's playing chess because he has MS and like he needs to keep his brain alive. And you, Mm -hmm. or me at least, it's like you see this hit CJ. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm, I'm Leo now. Like I am 
responsible for this type of thing. Like, I am the right-hand man of the leader of the free world. Like, it just seems to Mm. all hit her in that moment. Like, how... Because, of course, she's been going about the job and, like, doing the day-to-day things. But I think the... To me, the levity of it seems to hit her in that moment. And her reaction is just... It's just perfect. Mm. So, I just really enjoyed that. And then she sort of... And then she finds her ground with Bartlett at the end. And it's like, no, you're going to play chess (laughs) right now. Mm -hmm. So... I just loved everything about that. I wonder how good Obama is at chess and how good <laughs> Trump is at, uh-huh. you know, you know, checkers or at this rate, kerplunk, because that's how it feels right now. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Send me all of your angry emails. <laughs> um, I really loved the scene with CJ and Leo because, I mean, Leo's on what? Vicodin? Yeah. And he's not loopy, but the, he is... He has a softness to him. Like, we get smiley yeah. Leo, which is just so refreshing. I mean, we love him when he's just being business as usual, witty Leo. But I really loved the tone of the scene with her. Um, also, just Leo being the foodie. And I also loved when <laughs> she CJ said that she brought her gnocchi. And the gnocchi's <laughs> supposed to be very nice. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. I liked that. She's I mean, it was joking. Like, terrible, but funny. Yeah. Oh, but that's like my favorite kind of pun—a <laughs> really, really bad one. And like a yeah. chess team fight song, like that. That's funny to me. Also, yeah. it made it made me wonder: Is there like a dating website for people who play chess? And if it's not called mm. Checkmate, I don't know. I don't know what people are doing on the internet. You well, if it's not, you should invent it right now. So I do know how to play chess. So I do too. <laughs> Perfect. I was, I was on the chess team. Let's start oh, it. Let's do it. You were on the chess team. I was. Wow. In, okay, so you're def- you're definitely better than I am. I was on the chess team in elementary school and middle school, that I stopped because I didn't want to be a nerd, but. It was too late. <laughs> Good thing we signed up that there. mine and just started a West Wing podcast. I know. I was going to say, she says on her West Wing podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm going so... to borrow a line from President Bartlett and say, I'm noticing a distinct slackening of awe, a certain lack of trembling in my presence. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. That was so. wonderful. Also, I appreciated that they did the surprise party for Charlie when uh, Bartlett found out that he was graduating. And he's like, congratulations. I think they allocated all of eight minutes for this, which if you're an introvert like me, an eight minute long work party, I am so down. I'm there for it. Yeah. Does anybody else feel like that? Okay, good. I just need to, again, I just need to work in the White House and all my problems will be solved. All my problems would just be starting, but that's fine. (laughs) Um, yeah, I feel like that covers most of it. There was a meeting with Josh on the Clean Energy Task Force in the Roosevelt Room. I liked that. I enjoyed that. Although I did wonder, like, or not wonder, they wouldn't really do it like that. Like, they wouldn't have all those people in the room at the same time. Like, don't you think it'd be a one-on-one kind of thing? I don't know. But it was fun it, to watch, so I don't It was care. fun to watch, and there were a lot of really great um, actors in there that have been in so many things, it's hard to name. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
also really loved the bad joke about the, oh, I can see it now, the breaking wind together <laughs> campaign. There were some good jokes in that room. I enjoyed there it. Were. What else? Is there anything else you didn't like or did like? Um, I guess... Uh, to me, the, the I know I've said this in other episodes before, but there's a specific, like, pacing that I feel like the good episodes have, and that was kind of missing for this. Like, there were a lot of, there were a lot of funny lines, and there were a lot of good storylines that I liked, but there was just something off about the balance of all of them that just mm. made it feel a little, like, eh. So, that was, was it, the extra, that was the was extra oomph I was missing that made it middle of the road for me. Not enough drama for you on this one? Not even, maybe not even not enough drama, but just not enough, like, not tension, not, there are no stakes, like, nothing. There were no stakes. It was a vegetarian episode, (laughs) emotionally. I don't know, so maybe it was that. But it was still a good episode. I don't, I just, you know, I didn't dislike it. It's just not, it's not something that I would like, that I would (laughs) rewatch, so. I would consider it a rewatcher for me, not simply because of Toby and Annabeth, but also, yeah, I just, I'm a sucker for those one-liners, uh, when Josh talks to CJ about jammies, and they say jammies so many times. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Good morning. Hey, how was your weekend? What weekend? Oh, you mean that two-day period where the giant mountain of briefing material invades your domicile instead of your office, finally and completely obliterating whatever desperate and pathetic distinction you've labored mightily and yet foolishly to try and maintain? At least you could do it in your jammies. You're picturing that, aren't you? A little bit. And you? I don't wear jammies. Your weekend. You know, boring. You got nothing to report, nothing adventurous or illicit? Boring. Dull, even. And your non-jammies? Uh, you're picturing that, aren't you? I'm trying furiously not to. Oh, so good. Um... I think Annabeth is probably my MVP. Is she? That's a fair... Just for dealing with Toby. (laughs) Well, obviously mine's going to be Toby. So I think between the two of us. All right, perfect. They're the stars of this one. If you guys have anything you'd like to contribute, let us know your thoughts at thewestwingpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can email, uh, you know, that's email. You can hit us up on Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, or Instagram at Winging It Pod. We love hearing your opinions, especially when it has nothing to do with something we got wrong. It's delightful. <laughs> um, so, yeah, hit us up, and we're. The, yes. What's the next episode? Do you know? Mm, nope. Mm, it's that next episode, episode six of season six. Can't wait for it. It's probably going to be amazing. <laughs> Go look up your SAT words, scurrilous, soporific, and pugnacious, and we'll see you for your next episode. The Dover Test. Oh, the Dover Test. Great. All right. All right. (laughs) See you later. Bye, guys.